Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Risha, a show that teaches you to how to live, live your very best life. Um, every week we try to tackle a topic that's relevant and can make a real difference in your world. And we're coming back around with a topic that has come up before and I'm sure it will come up again, which is the famous topic of caretaking slash codependency. In the psychology world, we call it codependency, uh, mainstream conversation. I like to refer to it as caretaking because codependency has a lot of heavy psychological overtones coming out of the alcoholic movement. Um, now, that is a real problem. And, you know, we know that term also is enabling. But in case you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's not for me. I don't have any alcoholism in my life. Don't go away so fast. Uh, caretaking is a huge issue for people. Uh, it's one I see in my office day after day after day. Women in particular have a real problem with this because we're socialized to caretake. Uh, but not only women, I meet many male caretakers and the troubles they get into. So I thought to myself, well, who do I bring on for this topic? Well, who else could it be? But the brilliant and sassy psychologist, Anna Maria Tosco, she is one of my dream teams. So I'm very lucky to have her. And she's someone who really, um, she's a top psychologist with like credentials coming out of the wazoo uh, in every area. But I think more important than her credentials is she really walks the walk. She has embraced this topic in her own life, in her client's life. And I was just telling her before the show that there's not a day that goes by that I don't run into someone who's been affected by Anna Maria Tosco. She is amazing. So thank you so much for coming out here to talk about codependency and caretaking. And Sandra, welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We always have so much fun. And uh, listen, Sandra Reach flatters me, but I have to tell you, I work for her. I work for her team, and it's um, it's wonderful because she just has trained all of us. She has, I mean, I, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Oh. I wouldn't know. Well, so we're going to talk about codependency, and I, you know, I've been practicing for ten years, but I wouldn't have the knowledge. I wouldn't have gotten the experience that I have uh, for for Sandra. So thanks to you, Sandra, and thank you for having me on your show. Well, this thank is so you. fun. Thank you. So before we get into it, if you want to join the conversation, you call one eight six six. Four seven two five seven nine two. If you have any questions, and I know the listeners often are shy to call, so they prefer to text sometimes. So that's one five one four seven nine six four three five seven. Or feel free to email info at helpforanxietydepression.com. So going back to our journey where we met, mm -hmm. and I was very passionate about talking about codependency and caretaking. This was many years ago. Mm -hmm. I do these one day conferences, but you got really into it. So yeah. I said I was going to ask you on the show. Why did you get so into it? What appealed to you about that I, so much? I tell my clients almost on a daily basis that if it wasn't for this phenomenon of, of codependency and excessive caretaking, I don't think I would have a job. Like, and because of you, I feel like I, I, I've labeled it. Because here's the thing, with regard to codependent relationships, there's no, there's no diagnosis in the DSM necessarily for excessive caregiving. No, there's not. Most people would say it's being kind. Right, but it's not. It's, right. That's so false. Oh, that I can't wait to hear this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I know I wouldn't have a job and we have to talk about this topic because excessive caregiving 
you know, uh, you're, you're enabling bad behavior. And it's not just like you said, with alcoholism or substance use, this happens every day, it could happen to you, whether alcoholism or substance use is in the picture. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. There's you enable, you could be an enabler, you could enable bad behavior every day with certain people, whether or not they're addicted to substances. Great. So let's break that down. So you said the words codependent relationship, and you said that you can enable people around you. So I have two questions. First one is, what's a codependent relationship, Anna Maria Tosco? Yeah, let's talk about that. What is that? Okay. So, so here's the thing you have in its, in its original form, you have um, the person addicted to substances and the enabler, but in the general sense, you have a giver and you have a taker. You have an overfunctioner and you have an underfunctioner. Right. So maybe we should give the folks some examples of what that looks like outside of alcoholism and substance use. Well, I think that, you know, even in a healthy relationship, you can slip into it. So I could give examples about that is if I start to take on too much in my relationship, there's a natural unconscious process that happens between, I don't want to say a man and a woman, because I'm sure it happens in same sex relationships too, in any relationship that if one person wants to carry all the stress and all the taking care of things in the relationship the other person will naturally sit back and that eventually leads to the one who's taking care of things being bitter you know so a personal example like recently like we're gearing up for um, a trip soon and um, there's a lot of like excursions and things to take care of and I found myself doing it and I noticed my husband sent me an email of the check-in process And I sent it back. Mm. And yeah, she's laughing. Because like the old Sandra, I might have been like, oh, okay, that's that's on me. And I felt like, you know what, I got a lot on my plate right now. So, you know, and my husband wasn't being mean. Right. He's just used to. So wait, he was just so I understand. He was sending you something so that I would to do accomplish. It. So that you he would wanted do- me to do it. Okay. Right. And I was like, like, I'm going to send it back to you because I really don't have time for that. And that's because I'm a recovering caretaker. Yes. And, and it really is a disease like alcoholism. Yeah, I, totally. The best you can get to is recovery. Okay, an ongoing recovering caretaker. And I now know when there's too much on my plate. And the funny thing about relationships is not only did he respond well, but actually him doing his part in the relationship makes him feel better about who he is. But a type A personality woman like myself likes to take on. Right. You're a type A too. Yep. I'm sure you could relate to this. Absolutely. So you're the overfunction. You were the overfunction. I could have been. Yes. Could have been. Well, I have well, been in the, the past. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Right. It's my natural tendency. I grew up caretakers, and that's a good point too, Anna Maria, because caretakers are they're not born; they're made. Right. So I grew up in a family where I did have a lot of responsibility. So if you're listening to the show right now and you grew up having a lot of responsibility in the family, you learn that that's the way you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I learned that I see a situation and I take care of it. You go above and beyond. Yeah. But you have to be careful about that. So you brought up the fact that it can invite um, underfunctioning and enable someone. So even this small example, mm-hmm. if every trip I did every single thing, why would he ever do anything? Yeah. What about you? Do you oh, have absolutely. you seen this dynamic in your relationship? Listen, you threw yourself under the bus. My turn. <laughs> okay. And I actually want to reference my mom. I said, "Mike, mom, I called her yesterday. I'm like, can I talk about you on the radio?" She's like, "Is yes, she listening?" She might. Yes, yeah, she probably okay, we is. We love Anna Maria's mom. I just have to say, she's the most amazing woman. Before this example comes up, but just I have to say, we absolutely love her. So here, I think my, my again, my mother, beautiful heart and all of that. Incredible stuff. But heart. I, I had a codependent relationship with my mom because she's an overfunctioner. She does everything for everybody, and of course, we love her for it. But again, it's not as selfless and altruistic and stuff. We'll she's have the to talk about that. Yeah, of course. And I have to call myself out because guess what? I'm the underfunctioner. 
You are? I was you? I was the underfunctioner in the relationship with my mom, which Ooh. is so interesting. So, you know, she yeah, so essentially she would she'd do everything, wash the dishes, cook everything. She wouldn't let us even do chores. She wouldn't let us bring our plate to the I have to call myself out. I was totally the underfunctioner and she was the overfunctioner. But what that shows is not you're calling yourself out, but it's not really your fault. It's that's the dance, right? Yes. So if you right now have a teenage son who's not picking up his socks or a husband who's not doing his part, you have to start by looking in the mirror because if you're overfunctioning, the other person will underfunction. Absolutely. Let's make sure that's clear. And they'll learn to mistreat you, Sandra. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, I always tell my clients. I'm like, listen, I know you want to do everything for your kids. I know you want to give and give and give. It might be excessive. <laughs> you might be going above and beyond. And guess what? You're teaching them to take advantage of you. No? Right. What do you think? I, oh, I 100% agree with you. It's 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 somewhat counterintuitive, though, because you think if you give and give and give to people, you'd be more lovable. Mm-hmm. It actually lowers your value. It doesn't increase your value. So now you're a... Uh, a grown up and you're in a romantic relationship of your own. Do you ever fall into caretaking? Yes, but you know what? Or are you still an underfunctioner type? I'm not an underfunctioner, but you know, my partner and I always talk about the fact that he he's a caretaker too. Oh. So it's very interesting how we found each other because we're constantly walking on eggshells around. So it's not the classic codependent relationship. No, my, no, not at all. If you're both caretakers. Point, which is very interesting. Yeah. What is it like to be in a relationship with two caretakers? Now I'm actually curious. We're veering <laughs> off onto a yeah, personal topic. Oh, no, but we, two caretakers? Yeah, What's that like? We, uh, we resolve conflict very... Uh, uh, compassionately we, oh yeah yeah we walk we kind of walk on eggshells a little bit we're gun shy after we've had a conflict so anyway it's very yeah we're definitely go, veering off but that's because it's rare right it's usually the underfunction or overfunction yeah yeah relationship going on so what are these dangers you know obviously you brought up people mistreating you you brought up enabling before you mm-hmm. said you will unconsciously like enable someone what did you mean by that so enabling bad behavior so mm-hmm. again if you have if you're 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 Kids are not, let's say you have an adult child and they're still living at home, for example. Okay, listen, if, they're, if they're, they they lost their job or something and they have to come back, that's fine. Sure, but sure. if there's a chronic pattern of, you know, kind of mooching off of mom and dad for many years and they say they're going to try this and try that and nothing happens, then you have parents or mom or dad paying for kids, paying for whatever food and everything like that. So you're enabling that bad behavior. So it doesn't have to be you're enabling alcoholism or you're enabling substance abuse, right? You're enabling that bad behavior. So, I mean, there's an abundance of bad behaviors or poor behavior that you can enable, right? Absolutely. And it's it's, it's very tricky because sometimes your partner or your child is having an anxiety problem mm-hmm. and people call us and we tell them they're enabling too. And they go, what do you mean? Like my partner's in trouble and Uh, you know, I'm supposed to take care of him and to sickness and health and all that. But actually, from a psychological point of view, it actually feeds anxiety. It actually is not going to make your child better. It's not going to make your partner better, which really means like tough love is what's needed. And everywhere I go, and before the break, I want to deal with this right now. Everywhere I go, people at first, when I bring up the topic, I go, well, they get very upset. And they go, well, wait a second, what about being kind? What's wrong with being kind? And I want to distinguish that this, there's nothing wrong with being kind. Caretaking and kindness are not exactly the same thing, right, Anna Maria? They're totally not the same thing. They so get, they get a, it's misconstrued. It's not altruism. It's not kindness. It's not 
I want to say lovingly, it's not an admirable thing necessarily. It, they get a, a, a false reputation of being saintly yeah, almost. Right. But it's, I want to argue, and you tell me if you want to argue the same thing, but it's as unhealthy as the bad behavior, right? In yeah. a codependent relationship, the overfunction, the overfunctioner's behavior is as unhealthy as the underfunctioner's behavior. Right. Because of the enabling. I agree. I actually 100% agree. I think that it's so much that's why I keep saying it's a dance it really belongs to both people and so you know who you are if you're listening and there's someone you know acting out in your family or in your romantic relationship or you know a teenage child and you see it happening and you feel powerless and the first thing is that you're not powerless and that's part of how you get power back is that you're part of the dance so we're going to take a break but I think we're going to come back and talk about boundaries because yes, isn't bound, aren't boundaries and consequences the antidote? I was just thinking that yeah exactly so uh, people in my office i'm saying hey okay listen i know you're a co- i know you're a, 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 a caretaker of caregiver uh boundaries natural consequences is a solution yeah so, we should totally so there have to that. be there have to be consequences for behavior so i'll leave you guys with a thought that when you go down the street and you arrive at your stop sign you don't feel like doing your stop um so you do a three-quarter stop and every now and then you get a ticket from the police and then for a while you do your full stops So I put that in your head to remember that we only respect rules when there are consequences. If the police never gave you a ticket, you wouldn't do the stop. Let's be honest. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back. Lots to talk about. I have a few things I want to say right now before we get into it. First of all, I want to thank our sponsor of the show, Spa Maneri. Uh, if you are in Montreal, if you give them a call at 514-695-5040 and you mention Straight Talk with Sandra Reese, you'll get 15% off of any of their services, which is also a very good antidote to the disease of caretaking is to do some self-care. Uh, we'll talk about why that's so important. Uh, this week, we got really good news that this show has reached number one on the Health and Wellness Network. We were extremely flattered and very, very happy. So thank you all for listening and the support. I must say that would never have happened without the support of Spa Monero. So a big thanks to Spalmanary. And again, if you're in the Montreal area, 514-695-5040. The other thing I want to say before we get back into the boundaries and consequences is that my colleague and friend, Anna Maria Tosco, is in the house. She is a brilliant psychologist. And I'm very, very lucky because she's on my team. But apart from that, she also writes an amazing blog called The Sassy Psychologist. Can you tell Straight Talk listeners a little bit about what that's all about and how they would find out about it? Sure, of course. So first of all, it's www.sassypsychologist.com. And it came about because I have, after learning from the (laughs) clinic and learning from you and learning from my clients, I have so much to say. And so I just wanted a a kind of an outlet where I can, you know, say what I say what I wanted, say what I've learned, um, you know, um, and a no, no holds barred kind of cut the crap kind of way. Yeah. So and I'm you using do. the blog. Yeah. And I'm using do. the blog. I'm getting and straight to a lot it. Of people. You know, it's, you know, it's, I wanted to move away from academia, even though, listen, I've loved academia. I mean, I'm a psychologist after all, we have to go through a lot of school, but you know, I wanted just something fun and something where I didn't have to document all the time. I just wanted to go with my experience and what I knew. And I wanted to appeal to my, you know, and like an audience that, uh, you know, would, uh, would be a great match. So it's interesting. You mentioned fun. I'm going to segue into that. You know, caretakers are not good at fun, by the way. Right. It's another symptom. If you're listening and wondering if you're a caretaker, caretakers don't do great at fun because they're too busy taking care of people. And I wanted to also mention yeah. that the secret wish of a caretaker is to be taken care of, but it never happens. No, they can't receive it. Okay. And and also, not only do they not receive it, but people don't tend to give it to them because they're pretty happy to receive it from them. That's right. We left on the commercial break with a teaser of boundaries and consequences. I brought the stop signs and why they're so important. Do you agree that boundaries and consequences are absolutely imperative for healthy relationships? And if so, why? So boundaries and consequences are an important solution to, especially what we've been talking about today, is excessive caregiving. So you have the caregiver who wants to give, wants to give, goes above and beyond. Um, and, and I hope at one point we can talk about why, because I have yeah, a theory we have to. We have as to. to why they do that. But, you know, first, though, they go above and beyond and they don't know how to say no. They're always saying yes. No, they don't know how to say no. So essentially, one of the first things, one of the you know pieces of homework that I give my clients, tell me if you do, might do the same, is, okay, so let's let's talk about your day, let's talk about your routine, let's talk about the people in your life, and how can you start saying no? And if no is not possible, because you know at the beginning how hard that is, are you yeah, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, you know, yeah. They're going to be like, oh, are you kidding? I'm not saying no to my kids, I'm not saying no to my colleagues, they're going to think I'm this or that. Um, is uh, at least you can say, I'll get back to you. You know? Yeah. So let me think about it. Yeah, personal boundaries, and then and then maybe 
the natural consequences. So you put down your boundary and then there's a consequences that the consequence that has to ensue. Right. We can like, so if somebody that. doesn't yeah. respect the no, for example, so if I were to say to you, <coughs> can you work more hours? And you said, mm-hmm. no, I'm really sorry. Respectfully. I cannot. I was like, well, please, you know, please, Anna Maria, please. So it's, it's a little bit also being firm and anchored and meaning business. And I think that's important because I think that caretakers are lousy at boundaries and consequences. They don't know. So it's almost like a little kid pulling on your sleeve going, can I have the candy? Can I have the candy? And caretakers eventually go, okay, you can have the candy. And we don't want that because if you want to put down a boundary, so the policeman, when I say don't give me a a ticket, most times we'll still give you the tickets because otherwise we wouldn't take the policeman seriously. So there's an aspect of this of being taken seriously that there is, there are consequences for behavior, even with our kids. Mm. So people come in and see me and they talk about, well, would you throw your kid out of the house if they were smoking drugs? And they say, come on, Sandra. And I go, I wouldn't be happy about it, but yes, I would. And I'm saying it on the radio. It's very shocking. Mm -hmm. And I have young kids. So people are going to go, well, yeah, it's easy for her to say they're young. But the, the problem is I don't think I'd have a choice because if you don't put a consequence, you're saying it's okay. And so, this is a problem, isn't it, Anna Maria? Oh, so, so much. So like, I, I'm thinking about one of my fr- the first clients I've ever had. And, uh, you know, she was talking about, you know, her, her, her again, without breaching confidentiality, of course, but she was talking about her son and how her son was addicted to substances. And essentially she had to, and imagine this, slam the, you know, slam the door on him. No, you can't come in. Right. So again, we're talking about substances, but it's anytime somebody is exhibiting bad behavior, you have no choice but to uphold your boundary and offer a consequence. Otherwise, you're enabling, you're perpetuating the problem. It's so not going to stop. You know, it, it, I'm, it reminds me of, you know, a friend called once and was asking me about, you know, putting her kid out of the house. And, and she said to me, but like, what if something happened to him? And he died out there and, yeah. and I gave her the right answer. I hung up and I said to my husband, oh my God, I'm a little worried like about the advice I gave because mm-hmm. yeah, something could happen to him. And my husband, who's heard me for years, said, but by not doing anything, something can definitely, something definitely will happen to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's always a risk when you are in such extreme situations, but we're talking about extremes. But at the end of the day, there are consequences for behavior and most relationships can survive a boundary and a consequence. Mm-hmm. So if you came to me and or I came to you and asked you to do something, you said no and I wasn't happy. Most relationships can discuss it, find a win-win and move forward. Mm-hmm. And usually kids, if they push the boundary too much and you had to, God forbid, kick them out of your house, they will usually get it together yeah. and everything does generally work out there's no guarantee but that's generally how it works with us I want to I love that I want to segue into and if you can slam the door on your kids I'm using that as a figurative figuratively literally or figuratively but you know by not offering by not upholding your boundaries and not offering a consequence you're undermining the resilience Right. Of, oh, so right? well said. Of your kid, of your partner, of whoever. Like they're they're gonna be okay. Yeah. All, for all of my excessive caregivers, I'm like, listen, when you put a boundary down with your kid or with your partner or with your parent, they're going to be okay. You're by saying yes all the time, you're undermining their resilience, you're undermining their strength, you're undermining that they can learn something, that they're capable, that they're strong, you know? Well, this must come to your theory on why people become caretakers, because I'm curious about that, what mm-hmm. you're going to say, because I have some theories too, because at the end of the day, you're right. If we're, we're always afraid that if we don't take care of the other, that they won't be able to handle it without us. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that 
people can handle like a lot more than they let on, especially when there's a caretaker in the house. So what is the advantage or the payoff to being a caretaker? Because you did allude to the fact, and I think it's a really important point, that the caretakers, although very nice people, caretaking is not motivated by kindness. No, and it's... Again, this is going to be a little hard for people to yes, hear. Yes, it is. It's so take not, a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not selfless, Sandra. It's, it's actually not selfless. selfish. I'm going to say it. I said it. Selfish. She said it. Selfish. She said it. You're big trouble selfish. now. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's why, though. So after, you know, practicing and researching on this topic, the reason why it's selfish is because, and it, it's it's sad, you know, it's heartbreaking a little bit why it's selfish. So my hypothesis is that caretakers have an I'm not good enough core belief. Right. So that's what motivates them and forces them to and and all of their relationships to go above and beyond. So they're going above and beyond in order to feel like they're enough. I, I when I, when we're doing a psychoeducation in my office about codependency, I always talk about this I'm not good enough core belief because guess what? That's where it's coming from. So you have I'm not good enough, so I'm going to go above and beyond. I, you know, people are not doing as much as I am. I'm doing more. I'm doing this. I'm loving. I'm giving. I'm giving. Why? What's the payoff? So that they feel like they're enough. And oftentimes, the I'm not good enough core belief has come from the past, right? You know, upbringing and unfortunately, parents, teachers, coaches, unfortunately, whatever. narcissists will smell that. You know, another psycho- psychological word, mm-hmm. but like people who exploiters let's say it that way, will smell it and then they'll use it. They'll keep making feel like you're not good enough so you have to keep doing more and more and more and you see these harried people filled with anxiety that feel like, you know, if they're not home and not doing all this stuff, they're in big trouble. So I think you're right. It is a core belief. I'm not I'm not enough. I also think I would add into the, that uh, caretaking, the synonym for caretaking is controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually a, quite a controlling behavior because the concept is do what I tell you to do. If you don't do what I tell you to do, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to help you, but you need to listen to my advice. Okay, it has to be my advice you listen to. So I'll get you help. I'll get you to the therapist. I'll pay for the therapist. But then I'll be mad at you if you didn't go to my therapist. So what's the payoff there? So if control, they, yeah, control. Like, is it like I, 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 you know, own this person's respect? Yeah, and I, 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 and if I control you, yeah. I must be superior to you. I have yeah. to be, because and then you need me. It's like on your yeah. drug oh, pusher. Yeah. You need me. This yeah. is heavy drug stuff. Like yeah. it feels very good for the ego. That's why when I present in conferences, I always say to the audience. And some of them might be listening now. Uh, how do you know you've fallen into it? One of the questions is, uh, do you find you have a preponderance of needy people around you all the time calling you with advice? That's a sign that you've fallen into caretaking. I love that. So the secret wish of a caretaker is to be taken care of. So they're usually not taking good care of themselves and no one's taking care of them. Nope. They tend to be controlling. And you brought in a very important point that they tend to already feel they're not enough. So that's that's the recipe type, yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So when we come back, how do we take it to the next level? Like, can we talk about how you get out of this? Let's do it. Okay. And and you know, you you observed your mother, and you said you were an underfunctioner, and so underfunctioning is no better than overfunctioning. No, so I'm curious how things enough. evolved for you, and and again, why you got so passionate about this topic? Now that I find out you were an underfunctioner, I'm even more curious. Like, mm-hmm. why does this interest you so much? Is it because of your mom? Is like I'm curious and. You were at the office today, and you see this theme in many clients. So we'll have to talk about why it's such a slippery slope. Great. All right. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. Mm-hmm. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back and on such an important topic, caretaking. And I want to jump right back in, Anna Maria. Um, you know, first of all, I, I know you have a lot to say, and I, I want to make sure we cover it. So one thing is how can people, if they recognize this in themselves, that they are caretakers and it's their enabling and it's a problem, mm-hmm. maybe their partner drinks too much, maybe their partner doesn't contribute that much, maybe they're walking in egg, on eggshells, which is another sign in the house mm-hmm. that, you know, about conflict. What can they do? How do you get out of this? So, okay, it's a super emotional thing. Like I had, again, without breaching confidentiality, I had one woman in my office and she was just talking about her hectic, hectic day with the kids, you know, just not having a break. And I'm like, okay, I knew she was an excessive caregiver. So I said to myself, look, let's not start at home. Let's start at work, okay? Because home was so emotionally loaded and charged. So if, yeah. yeah, if if you're gonna work on this, start with something small. Start with something a little less, uh, you know, emotionally significant. So at work, of course, what was she doing? She was going above and beyond. She was finishing her colleagues' reports. She was staying late. She was not taking mm. her breaks. Right. So listen. At first, if this concept sounds like too much, like yeah, how do you want me to say no? Are you kidding me? There are too many consequences there. <laughs> People are not gonna like me. People are not gonna think I'm good at my job. People are not gonna think I'm efficient. I get 
get it. You feel like, you know, blank's going to hit the fan if you start saying no. I get it. Right. So at first, one of the first things I tell my clients in terms of homework is at least come back to me next time we meet and give me the places in which you know you're (laughs) over-functioning. So they'll come back and they'll tell me, okay, so here, here, here. So you have to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Observe. That's the important piece of this. You have to tell the truth. Well, you have to buy this too. I mean, if you don't buy it, like you always say, throw yeah. it in the garbage. Yeah, throw it in the garbage. You know, if you don't yeah. like it. So the first thing is observe. Observe the areas where. And then I tell them, I don't want you to take the emotionally loaded ones. Don't take if 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 you're you know you're codependent at home. Let's leave that aside. Let's do it with work. So then, essentially, I kind of have them do homework where it's now you have to start doing less. Pick one thing at a time. Pick one email at a time. You know, you have people at work who always ha- who have to respond to emails right away. I know you're out there. It happens, right? Oh, I have to get back to this person. Well, maybe you don't. If you're starting to buy this, because that's another thing. The woman that I saw recently was on her way to a burnout, Sandra. Mm, for sure. This you is know? a recipe for a burnout. So you, you, if, if, listen, if you want, this is where it's going. So if you're an excessive caretaker and a caregiver, you have to kind of choose Choose your battles, yeah. one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. The little ones first. Okay, know? what about the fact that when you change your behavior, I know that listeners will be curious about this. You change your behavior, perhaps at work or with a partner, and they're not happy. They don't like that. So yeah. there's there's static in the house. And that could send you right back to caretaking because yeah. you just want peace. You may have grown up in a volatile family. You just want peace. Mm-hmm. So you're putting down a boundary and consequence. Let's say I would have sent that email to my husband. Can you figure out, you know, the excursions or whatever it was? And he went crazy yeah. and got really mad at me and said, "That's you, I work enough. Like, what's your problem? Okay, that could send you right back to caretaking. Yep. So what do we say to, because that's like a big question in my yeah. office. Yeah. So that's why when I say let's start with the easy stuff because these are the consequences, right? So you've established a boundary. You say, no, listen, um, colleague of mine, I'm not going to finish the report this time. And then you get, you ruffle people's feathers. So that's why I say start small because we have to deal with that. I ruffled her feathers. Oh, my God. You know, I can't do this. You know, what, what's the kind of advice you would say? To somebody like that who's 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 starting she's you know she's trying to not caretake she's trying to you know yeah. solve the problem and heal what do you do what do you well, do it's funny you know i think that you actually gave the answer today because you talked about the disease of caretaking of being i'm not enough so i think that you have to go back to i am enough yeah i think I, you really have to go back to, i think that's a very that's actually how we wrote the cinderella book you know is that um, we wrote that book once upon a time how Cinderella grew up and became a happy empowered woman because of my own journey bestseller by the way because <laughs> uh, of my own journey into caretaking like I said I'm a recovering caretaker so you have to first decide that you're a diamond it's in the book you have to decide you're a diamond so you have to assume that people are not going to dump you because you don't write back an email so they might get squawky or their feathers may get ruffled, but they'll calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll come back around. They're not going to throw out a wonderful relationship so fast. Mm-hmm. But I think that comes, I'm going to throw it back at you, your therapeutic process with your patients. How do you get them to feel that they are enough? I use this diamond analogy that you're a diamond, you're not a zircon. What do you do? To have someone listening right now who just doesn't feel like they are enough, they, they feel like they're going to be abandoned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you say to them? That's, uh, that's super tough. Um, I want like, to address the example directly. If I say no to my colleague, they're not going to like me anymore, right? When I want to say, wait a second, they're going to respect you more, actually. 
Oh, that's so important. Now, the reason why I'm going that way is because I know I can't get them to feel like a diamond right away. That's going to take that's a good point. It's going to take a lot more time. Right. So instead, I appease their, you know, low self-esteem side and I said, "Wait a minute. The payoff of you actually saying no to your colleague is them respecting you more." How do you like them apples? Right? I like it's it. kind of like it's kind of diamondy right there, by right. the way, because if someone respects you, mm-hmm. that's my example with diamonds is that when you buy a cheap zircon at the drugstore, they often look the same as diamonds, but you don't, don't treat it with the same respect. So what mm, you're saying, beautiful. what you're saying, I like what you're saying a lot because um, they are going to respect you more because you're not a person who always says yes. So they're going to appreciate it when you say yes. So you just became diamondy. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. You did. You became a bit of a diamond. You brought it all together there. Yeah, I know. You helped me. So it's part of, you said it's too much to go into diamond, but that's, I guess what you're saying, and I like what you're saying, it's it's behavioral. It's almost like an act as if. Mm -hmm. Act as if you are and you will become. Right. Okay. And so when the insecurities come up that people will reject you or be upset with you, because I know people are going to have that question. Right. The inner dialogue is what? What should I be saying to myself if I'm like, I say no to Anna Maria or I say no to my husband or I say no to my child and my child looks at me with those big brown eyes of disappointment, (laughs) okay? What's the inner dialogue I need to say to myself? Yeah, so essentially it's start small, one thing at a time, so I don't want to overwhelm the person, but essentially it's, it, you know, it's going to be okay. This is going to, you're, this is going to actually create respect as, as opposed to take respect away. I deserve some, but time I hurt him. Me. I hurt my husband. I made him feel bad. He's going to be okay. He's going to survive. But he had a bad childhood. This is not true. I'm just right. Of course. Of course. Just using yeah, this example yeah. because clients say this all the time. Yeah. Although he really? had to, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of go back to, yeah, you're undermining the, so you're undermining resilience. the resilience, right? Yeah. So all of these things, you know, that they're going to respect you more. You're undermining their resilience. They're going to say, I'm going to play the games clients play, but, go, but please. this is love. This is what love is supposed to be. You're supposed to always be loving and understanding, right? So you, you're going above and beyond every single time. What you're doing is you're giving too much and all, all of the consequences that we're talking about today, undermining resilience, uh, not feeling like a diamond, not knowing your worth. So it's, 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 it's a huge, it's a huge, you know, uh, puzzle. It's a huge puzzle. So then as I start to stand my ground, my partner or child or whoever is not happy with me, mm-hmm. in most cases, they come back around, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what happens? Well, that's so they have to adjust, right? Yeah, There's the an dance has period. changed. The dance has changed. You've ruffled feathers because they're expecting you to go above and beyond. They're, like, I hate to say it, they've probably mistreated you yeah. for a long period of time. So now that you're kind of commanding, gently commanding respect... respect. They're going to challenge you on that. Yeah, so they don't want. And they definitely don't want that. Yeah. They want inertia, right? Keep doing yeah. what you're already doing. It's so funny, Anna-Marie. It's such a good point. Like, they don't want it, and they want inertia. They want things to stay the same. But actually, your love affair will get much, much better if you mm-hmm. stay on course. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Isn't that counterintuitive? At first, you change. You command respect. Your partner starts screaming at you, getting mad at you, and not happy with this. You know, what happened to my nice, accommodating wife? Mm-hmm. And actually, ultimately, mm-hmm. the relationship gets better. Can you say a few words on why that happens? I actually, I mean, I think that the underfunctioner kind of could be wrong. Tell me what you think about this, but 
has that respect or how, you know, is taking their place, is, is kind of taking the space that they feel that they res- they deserve. The, the over-functioner has not taken that space. So once the over-functioner starts to do their homework and starts to realize, okay, I'm over-functioning here, I have to dial back, I have to say no to this person, I have to kind of get, you know, feel around, feel for that place of respect. Once they start respecting themselves, so you have two people there who are respecting themselves, Right. Beautiful. That's nice. Right. Two people respecting themselves. Right. And, you know, a direct quote from our book is that love without respect dies. Do you agree with that? Because I really think that's true. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. So I grew up with love, love, love. I love love. Mm -hmm. But love without respect dies. So respect can't be negotiable. It was probably the biggest lesson of my life. You know, something you taught me and I use all the time is having to do with like unconditional love. I love that. I learned that from you years ago when it's like, you, it's not love is not unconditional romantic love should not be unconditional no you have conditions of course you know or so. they can have like 14 mistresses right. if you have exactly. no conditions so it's two people respecting themselves and right. respecting their own conditions and the conditions of their partners right I'm so grateful that you're here talking about this because I think that a lot of us grew up without learning anything about this mm-hmm. like as females in particular respect I, and this is the whole movement that's happening for women right now and it's so you know I just watched a little bit of the Golden Globes mm-hmm. I was a little bit behind did you see it yeah did you see Oprah's speech did, you know I and did. it's just it's it really is a woman's issue it shows up for men but it's a woman's issue in particular that we're not socialized a lot to learn about commanding respect and we do see a lot of women in psychological services 80% of clients are women mm-hmm. and I think that we're just we're learning that respect is like it's we have to speak out whether it's a big thing whether it's a small thing and it really some of you listening may be going how is she segueing this to the, what's going on in the world mm-hmm. it starts in your home yeah it really starts in your home yeah. and also for me wow. once I knew I had kids watching me and I you know before the break I want to take a minute to talk about that mm-hmm. is if you can't find your courage for yourself to stand up for yourself you may want to draw some courage from the fact that there are little people watching you yeah you know, yeah. and if you're not commanding respect yeah. from your partner, what are you teaching those little people? Oh, my God, Sandra, you've made the work that we do in uh, for codependency and excessive care- caregiving so relevant. Like in the age of Me Too, yeah, now me I too. realize that it's excessive it's, caregiving. Well, and it, couldn't, how to, it couldn't happen without excessive caretaking, wow. these, these problems. Yeah, you're right. Oh my because God. Because people kept the secret Thank and you. kept quiet. Yeah. yeah. You've made it so relevant. Yeah. Well, I didn't really realize it till now, but yeah, it's really, it's, but it's, it's a wonderful time that we're living that things are changing. Yeah. As you said, you see it in the office all the time. We it see is. it globally and um, respect, you know, we, it's not negotiable and no matter what it is. So it's important. So we'll take a short break and we'll try to bring this home with, you know, I'll ask you when we come back and you could be listening on the break and text or phone or uh, you can call us at one 472 5792 What are the obstacles and, you know, what what's the takeaway? What are the obstacles that people are going to hit and what's the takeaway? You know, you said start small. Okay, then what? Mm-hmm. Where do they go from there? So I'll ask you to think about that. We'll come right back. We'll bring it right home with the caretaking um, and we'll we'll leave you with the idea that the greatest caretaking you can do is the caretaking of self. Mm -hmm. And you can actually be the most loving and giving person to yourself, your children, and this world if you start with you. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back and we ended up doing almost a psychological, political sociology show today. Um, we ended up with the topic of self-care, and I want to start off with that on the se- this segment because uh, another antidote to caretaking is to start taking care of yourself because caretakers are notoriously bad at taking care of themselves. So, you know, I think that, you know, you're busy trying to give other people advice. Therapists are, by the way, very guilty of this because uh, we get paid to give advice. So what we do during the day is actually really cool. And if we do it off hours, we're suddenly now labeled codependents. So we're in a really weird job because you can't be doing it after hours. You're not supposed to be teaching people the error of their ways unless there's an office and an exchange of money. Yep. Okay. Um, Not exchange, actually payments. So self-care. do you agree it's a very important piece of the puzzle? Yeah. And I mean, on the coattails of what you said, you know, we say psychologists. Uh, when people come to my office and they tell me, 
Um, I'm a teacher. I'm a oh, yes. healthcare professional. Same, uh, same ballgame. I, 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 okay, we have to screen for codependency, right? Because it's fine if you're doing it in your job. But Nurses. Because you have that tendency, you might be guilty of doing it outside. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I speak to nurses across Canada yeah, about anxiety so and depression. Cool. And when we get to the part of the day on caretaking, I know within 10 minutes you can't hear a pin drop because they all relate to it because they're in a caretaking profession. So if you're in a caretaking profession, you're even more prone to this because we're, yeah. we're caretakers. Yeah. We're professional caretakers. Yeah. I call myself out because I say to myself, okay, but you know, when you're doing your whole, okay, I want to be a psychologist. I have to think about why I want to be a psychologist, right? So you have these psychologist professors, you know, kind of drilling you saying, why do you want to do this? And I had to call myself out saying, Oh, I think I spent, I'm a caretaker. I think I spent my childhood and my adolescence and my young adulthood feeling validated and good enough when somebody came to me and asked me for advice. Sure, 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 sure. Right? So I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Right? Of course. I'm totally a caretaker. I'm, I was guilty of it in my personal life. So listen, if I want to choose it as a career, I probably have an affinity for it. Oh, no doubt. Because I'm so good at it. No doubt, yes. But it's in the office. Right. And, because you, you know, can meet a lot of people who say, I'd never want to be a psychologist. Yeah. I'd never want to listen to people's problems. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I said, caretakers are not born, they're made. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. So self-care, what have you got to say about that? How do we – oh, you yeah. look like you wanted to say something I, interesting. because I, I wanted to say where do you think it kind – I don't think we talked about where it comes from. I, I mean, I don't want to veer off. Oh, but no, it's an important question. I think caretaking – and this – I'm glad you brought that up. I think that, unfortunately, this is going to be a little bit, like, um, complex and a little bit hard possibly to hear, is that I think that uh, caretaking is encouraged in your family of origin, unfortunately, for selfish purposes. Right. Okay. Okay, so I know for myself growing up, uh, there's often someone in the family who's not doing well. There could be, okay? And I know for myself, I was the steady Eddie kind of child. And I was told often like, wow, you're so good at understanding this stuff. Now, that sounds innocent, but that actually is problematic parenting with due respect to my own parents. Because children are supposed to be children. They're not supposed to be caretakers. So telling a child you're so good at taking care of me is really a bad thing, subtle or otherwise. Yes, and I've seen parents do this all the time. It's like, let's say even the parent has an anxiety problem or a depression problem and the kid starts going, let me bring you breakfast in bed or something. It could be very subtle. Kids are not supposed to take care of their parents or their siblings. And if you're interested in this, look up parentification. Yes. Right. Or identify child. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah, that's where I think it comes from. I think there are subtle cues uh, that encourage you to get your your vitamins. That feeling you were talking about of when somebody says, oh, Anna Maria, that was great advice to go. Oh, I feel really good. There are subtle cues that encourage that part of the brain to develop, mm-hmm. which led to us having a fabulous psychologist. Mm-hmm. I've had a beautiful career. I have a beautiful career. Right. So it's not a bad thing, right. but you have to hone it. Right. You have to know when it's good for. And right. that was very hard for a long time for me to understand. And for many other people that you, what you do in your career is not what you do when you're outside of your career. Yeah. So if you're therapist, you walk into a therapist's office, you're going to see a bunch of harried looking people. Right. Okay. A great therapist. If you're choosing a therapist looks like she or he does good self care. Right. Okay. So you're mad. Your therapist is taking time off for vacation. Maybe be happy. Yeah. Right. It's a good thing. 
good boundaries, good, good self-care. And they say no sometimes to right. appointments. And okay. End appointments on time. That's right, a good you know? sign. Yeah. That's a good sign. So self-care, what is that monster, Anna Maria? So listen, I, I find it really difficult to tackle with chronic excessive caregivers. Mm-hmm. I almost like they can't get there. They can't get there right away. They need to do the work first. We need to talk about how they're, how they're excessive caretakers in their day. You know, uh, it's only till later. It's only till later can we then talk about, okay, so now that you've dealt with the monster at work and, and the, you know, the excessive caregiving at work and the excessive caregiving at home. Now we'll talk about what can you add to your schedule? Because excessive caregivers oftentimes have this schedule where they're like, you think I'm going to do, you think I'm going to do anything for myself? I'm too busy. I can't do anything. Right. Oh so you my have to God. I have through- trouble even hearing that. <laughs> I have to work through my issues. Like they have to work through their issues yeah. first before they can add something into their schedule right. that involves taking care of them. Right. But of course, and we have to go through the list of what do you like to do? Um, you know, do you like going to the salon? Can you, do you want, want to get a massage or do you want to just go walk around the mall, go to a bookstore, you know, go have a coffee. You have to figure out what you like to do because right. oftentimes they've forgotten. They've totally they forgotten. Don't, they don't know who they are without caretaking. Right. Right. Do you agree that that the subtlety of caretaking comes in family of origin, by the way? Yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, it comes in from your past somehow. Like Again, just to reference what I said about not being good enough, I believe that somewhere along the way you were meant to feel, you know, less, less than. than. So you're going above and beyond. This is another hypothesis. Yeah, and a good one. You said yeah. you're, you, you're going above and beyond. So I, I want to do more because when I do more, I feel good. You know, because what what I did for I wasn't enough for my mom. It wasn't enough for my dad. It wasn't enough for my coach. It wasn't enough for my teacher that I admired so much. For sure. So you know, I'm 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 pushy with the self care with my clients yeah. um, because I and you know I'm going to say it on the radio that if you relate to this, I would submit to you that food, sleep, exercise has to go into your jar right away. And I know, I know, Anna Marie, I know when they have like a list this long. But the problem is, what is the message you're telling yourself? You're telling yourself that other people's needs is more important than yours. And I know it's very counterintuitive for a caretaker to do something for themselves. So I almost go with the root of it's not optional. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> Not optional. Cut it's, right to the chase. I cut right to the chase. It's just my style. You know, I think of the story of the jar and the rocks. Some of some people may know that story, but if you put your important things in the jar first, the other things can fit. And not doing self-care would suggest, and we just did a show on this, it would suggest that you're not loving yourself. And not loving yourself is not conducive to having good love relationships. And everybody wants love in their life. I think that's a common denominator, right? Yeah. So at least some basic so, habits. So you're basically saying, look, if you want love in your life, you have to love yourself first yeah and so here's look, what you have. and act as if again learn how because they probably won't know how so that's an important piece yeah. I, I can't believe we're at two minutes left of the oh, show no. short snappers and thoughts you want to say to anyone listening on caretaking yeah. and of course we'll also remind them where they can find you yeah. well you can find her at the clinic 514-777-4530 back from matt leave so so happy to have her back. i didn't want to say that but <laughs> yeah no yeah she's fully back we're so she has beautiful children but Thank anyways so i divert um Short snappers on caretaking yes. and sassy psychologist one more time. Yes. Um, listen, uh, excessive caregivers, caretakers, I know you're out there and I, I see a lot of them <laughs> every day. Please acknowledge what's happening and please look up code at the very least, look up codependency, look up excessive caregiving, look up boundaries. And if you feel like you need some guidance or some help, you know, see a counselor, see a therapist, call up call up our offices, whatever you need to do, but it's, it's important and it leads to burnout and I see it every day. So it's, uh, it's really rampant. Good, it's, a it's, real, rampant. it's a really good point. Yeah. Anne-Marie. It leads to burnout, it leads to anxiety disorders, depression, families breaking down, so yeah. on and so forth. Exactly. Um, so I barely have any time left. So I right. got to use this time to say, first of all, 
Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, so much fun. Sassypsychologist.com. Yes. Okay, if they want to read your amazing blogs. Thank you. You're brilliant. Thank you. You're amazing. So are you. I'm oh grateful God. to have you in my life, and oh I'm sure God. all the listeners are so thrilled to have heard your brilliance today. Oh, my God, um, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to the show. I, I'm so happy that you listened. I'd like to invite you to all come back next week. If you want more information on anything Anna Maria or myself shared, just go to helpforanxietydepression.com or straighttalksandarish.com. You can listen to previous shows or any topic you want by going on that website. Or you can listen on the podcast of your iPhone or on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandarish. Feel free to drop me or Anna Maria line anytime at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Um, if you're a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety, depression, codependency, Mm -hmm. emotional regulation, living a purposeful life. Remember that we are your source for evidence-based practice and education. My name is Sandra Reach, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reach. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.